No, my boss gave me a fresh bottle. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT's No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also covered by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to or inciting producing imminent lawless action or is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Yeah, we're getting we're getting eyes and watches in the chat because we're a few minutes behind. And it's because Chris couldn't get his mic working. So yes, the Chris. IT guy was having IT problems. What a fucking shock. The IT guy was having IT problems. And now your mic is picking up everything. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't turn <laughs> off the uh, background noise filter with it without the uh, other component. Yeah, good times. Gonna be one of those shows. Yeah. It's always one of those shows. What are you talking about? Most professional ever. Yep, and no Andrew tonight. He said something about shit in his pants, and uh, so yeah, it just does. Again, makes it Poopy even pants. more professional. Poopy pants. He literally pulled an ember herd. Who's <laughs> gonna leave <it> that? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Hurd. Quick shout out to Dave from uh, Poppins for sending me my my new tricorn here, and came with get, the. Uh, tricorn in a couple patches, right? More than a couple. I got the Working yeah, Dead. The, the Working Dead, that's the one that just released. And then and that, the, ATF the ATF Red, Red. Coat. I love I have that one. That's a good one. Um, and then he also sent me four Statue of Libertarians. Mm-hmm. And two Ban uh, Fossil Fools. <laughs> I might have to snag oh, one of those from you. <laughs> And then I got three stick or uh, three stickers and some bit cards here that have discount codes on them for fifteen percent off. So we'll cool. figure out something to do as far as a giveaway mm-hmm. for some of this stuff. But. That'll work. But uh, um, <sighs> yeah, uh, unsegueous or un un unsegue conversation shift. Oh, no. uh, today, fossil fools. Let's start there. Adam. Uh, okay, okay, I can I can do that. I can I can work with it. today. Speaking of fossil fuels or fossil fossil fools, uh, on this day that is March first uh, in two thousand three, in front of the giant Michigan accomplished sign on the USS on USS Abraham Lincoln off the coast of California, uh, George W. Bush gave his famous uh, mission accomplished speech in reference to Iraq. Yeah, how'd that work out? He said, um, quote, in the battle of Iraq, the United States and our allies have prevailed. And then they stayed there for like another, what, 13, 14 years? They're still there. Oh, yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean, though. So, yeah, that's, uh, there's a fossil fuel, fossil fool for you. So, but uh yeah I, I love when they go out there and they say yeah we we went to war and we won but they never say what we lost <laughs> as if we, as if the united states won anything in iraq right 
Have have I we actually <laughs> technically won anything since World War Two? Uh, I don't think we technically won World War Two. Well, I mean, in a winning side of the war, I mean, Europe did, right? The, yeah. the, the, the the modern modern Western world did. I don't know if you could say the United States won anything. It's not like they have any huge resources in that area that the United States now has. True. I mean, the, I the mean, creation of be, the creation of NATO. Be, yeah, there might be a few island nations out there in the Pacific that we kept after World War II, but that's about it. Mm, okay. Okay. Okinawa. There you go. You, you, mm-hmm. we, you can say that one. I'm sure the body and the bullet guys. Thank you for that. They're both stationed out there. Um, lots, think, lots of horror stories about yeah. Okinawa. I think uh, Guam was part of that acquisition as well. Um, hmm, hmm. I don't know where to go first, you guys. Where are we gonna go? Where do we stay on go the first? fossil fools track? Uh, no, I want to save that one for later. Oh, okay. Um, and I also I have a article that of course i did not tell you guys about beforehand naturally of course because that would let's just, go that, uh that one, that let's go to chris's fun. new patch and do the atf one mm. oh oh okay okay <laughs> this one is beautiful this one's beautiful so uh this is a ammo land if you don't um if you've never been to ammo land they have a blog uh and their yeah. blog it's fantastic they have like some first- really they have yeah, some when, really in-depth articles on like when this one first warfare. came out. I read it and went, uh, "Yeah, they just completely shot themselves." Yeah. So this is an ATF caught red-headed fabricating a BS reason for a new gun rule. Uh, according to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the new proposed rule on unfinished frames and receivers—that's eighty percent lowers—was developed due to quote numerous requests from licensees seeking clarity on how privately manufactured firearms may be accepted and recorded. Right. But a freedom of information act request by gun owners of America, GOA uh, shows the reasoning to be false. The ATF claimed that numerous federal firearms licensees contacted the bureau and asked how to handle privately manufactured firearms. They take an inventory. The word numerous can mean many different things to many different people. Some might consider numerous to be three or four. To others, it starts at a much bigger number, such as 300. We can agree on, but most logically honest people, is that number must be greater than one. Uh, <laughs> GOA wanted to see what the ATF considered, quote, numerous request. So the gun rights group filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the government agency. The ATF answered the request by providing the documents to GOA's lawyers. The response shows that the ATF received... One, one request one. from one FFL sent to the industry occupation inspectors about the PMF that is privately manufactured firearm in August of 2020. This the, the new 80% rule is a result of, of one request. One, one, one person, one, one request from one shop about one privately manufactured firearm. Well, the discrepancy leads in to other many words, questions. It's a it's a fantastic excuse that they managed to manufacture to come up with this rule. Yes, uh, and it does not list the um, 
uh, which which uh, FFL holder uh, sent the request or, or sent the, the inquiry. Does it say uh, what state they're from? It's not according, or at least I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so no, it does not. Um, but uh, I'm betting that they uh, have a red coat and uh, aren't the uh, most Second Amendment friendly people. So, so they're not like Phoenix Ammunition. They're more like most of your gun stores in California. Uh, <laughs> California, for the record, has more FFLs than Texas. Yes, but they also have... But it's, know, it's more because, restrictions on what they can sell. No, it's because California has 50 million people. Well, yeah. So. And now my phone is bugging out really bad and it won't let me scroll the article. That's lovely. <clears throat> well, right. but, uh, I just pulled it up here. Yeah. Good. Start reading. Uh, numerous requests, uh, total one request. The response shows that the ATF received one request from one FFL to one industry operations inspector uh, about <clears throat> one PMF in August of 2020. The ATF could not produce any other requests from FFLs about PMFs. The discrepancy leads to many questions. If there were numerous requests, then why didn't the FOIA response contain them? The ATF either lied about the reasoning for the proposed rule change or the ATF violated the law by not turning over all the documents that the agency legally must give to those that request them. The other possibility is that the ATF considers numerous requests to be one request, a distinct possibility considering the ATF decision-making, but that answer seems unlikely. Most people do not believe that this letter uh, inspired change. Most think that the ATF used the reasoning as an excuse to execute President Joe Biden's gun control plan that has stalled in Congress. Quote, if the ATF is to be believed, then the agency is changing the, a regulation that has been in place since 1968 over a single request from a single FFL asking about one firearm. In April of 2021, the, uh, former vice, the former vice president issued an executive action instructing the ATF to look at regulations surrounding unfinished firearms and frames. Biden gave the Bureau 30 days to unveil its plans for new proposed rules on what he calls ghost guns. The president also gave the Bureau 60 days to develop new, to develop new proposed regulations surrounding pistol braces. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. One yeah. thing that uh, needs to be stated is that the term ghost gun is just as made up as the term assault weapon. It's so bad. <laughs> it's a term that they use, that they throw around to scare people about these supposedly untraceable firearms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they even go so far as to paint all ghost guns into a corner and say, oh, well, they're, they're privately manufactured. So they're man privately manufactured. So therefore... They're not detectable by the metal detectors at the airport. You're <laughs> flying next to these 
It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Because <laughs> the metal barrel is totally not recognized by the metal him. barrel, the ammunition, the metal slide, you know, the slide the barrel, the sights, the firing pin. Eh. <laughs> it's a fucking chamber. <sighs> the transfer bar that goes from the trigger to the disconnector. Yeah. And granted, 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 the original Liberator pistol was like. 75 80% 3D printed, but it still had mm-hmm. metal springs. It still had some, some metal springs. It had metal springs and a metal firing pin. Yeah. Which was a nail or something like that. Yeah. No. And the ammunition. <laughs> the ammunition was still. Yep. Well, it, the ammunition, though, doesn't have a magnetic component. So a metal detector may actually miss that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's it's. I mean, and how many police agencies include in ghost guns stolen stolen firearms that had serial numbers scratched off? I'm like, oh, oh that's no the serial that's number. The, it's a ghost gun. Uh, that's the current direction from the DOJ. Is any firearm that doesn't have a, a readily discernible serial number on it is considered a ghost gun? Yeah, they automatically assume that it was made at you know that it was privately manufactured just to bulk up the numbers. Which is bullshit. Uh, they, don't, they don't, yeah. I'm going to say it's not an assumption. It's an intentional sleight of hand. It's not even that slight. Yeah. It's clear as fucking day. No. But, uh, yeah, that's what, I mean, it's uh, one request, really. And, and again, you know that wasn't like, you know, it was, if it was anything, it was just someone trying to cover their ass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't somebody, you know, trying to be malicious. It wasn't somebody trying to, trying to cause anything. It was just, I mean, just trying some someone to cover their ass, right? I mean, FFLs, FFLs have a lot of rules, a mm-hmm. lot of rules. No, so, I won't I, fault that one. My my friends that own a gun shop that Andrew and I say is our favorite shop locally. Hashtag Village Gunsmith. Always, um, they. Constant. I hear from uh, one of the guys that works down there all the time about how asinine shit comes through, and yeah. like, oh, they're telling us to do this now instead of that. And um, you know, for example, one thing that goes along with this is now if a, a gunsmith takes in a PMF to diagnose and repair, before they could do that without having to worry about serial num- number or anything. But part of this guidance is now they're supposed to. They're not legally mandated to do so yet, but they're supposed to imprint a serial number where they're supposed to be a serial number. So, so if I take my PMF to them and they and have them fix something on it, they have to. And I get it back with. They're supposed to get put a serial number on it. If I get it yeah. back and it has a serial number on it. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. I'm not saying I would I would deface it, but you know. <laughs> so, so you're saying government is largely useless? Yes. I think we've determined that over the course of 170 plus episodes. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because uh Secretary of Homeland Security, oh, Alejandro uh Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Mayorkas, uh, won't name one domestic terror or white supremacy case referred to the 
Department of Justice. Okay, so let's submit a FOIA request and get that. <laughs> uh, Secretary of Homeland Security Alexander Alex, Alejandro Mayorkas, 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 M A Y O R K A S. Yep, Mayorkas. Mayorkas. On Thursday, failed to name uh, a single case of domestic terrorism that his department has referred to the Department of Justice. Uh, Representative Greg Stubel, Republican out of Florida, pressed Mayorkas for data on any referral he made to the DOJ on the grounds of domestic terrorism. Uh, quote, Congressman, I will provide you with that information subsequently to this hearing. I do not have that statistic. I will provide the data to you. The son of a bitch came there to talk about this, and he doesn't have the fucking data. Yes, the pair continued to clash on the subject while still interrupting Mayorkas to demand the name of one such case off the top of his head. Mayorkas continued to decline to answer. Quote, despite claiming domestic terrorism is the number one threat to the homeland, Secretary Mayorkas can't name a single case that he referred from DHS to DOJ for white supremacy or domestic terrorism. That was a quote from uh, Greg Stubel. Um, let's see. Uh, Mayorkas testified before the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday where he's expected to face tough questioning regarding the Biden administration's plan to lift Title 42, a Trump-era public health order that has been used to expel the majority of migrants at the border due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So, yeah, uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security can't name a single case of domestic terrorism or white supremacy that he has referred to the DOJ uh, for litigation in any way. But at the same time, uh, I, I won't throw that segue out there just yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same DHS time... Article, yeah. But at the same time, the, they, they want to... We have the newly created Ministry of Truth. Right. Uh, we have the Domestic Violence Extremist Program. I'm just, <laughs> but he yep. won't. But he can't. But he he won't name a single case. Mm -hmm. No, because they're not getting any referrals. And if anybody is too dumb to see that, then you know <laughs> that they should be taken out behind the woodshed and have some sense beaten into them. There you go. That's that's the mm -hmm. homie Jack. He gets it. He goes. Uh, all of the domestic extremists I know. Oh. Are attempting to improve their homeland. Yep. Yep. Yeah, bro. That's. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> or like I I didn't become an extremist. Like I'm I'm still who I've been for like the last you know eight years. They changed. Yeah. Not me. I mean, I, I may I would... be more knowledgeable about certain improvised explosive devices, but that's 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 unrelated. Totally unrelated. No, and Hashtag, I mean, don't me, I, I'll even say that I ha I've changed over the course of the last, you know, that same time frame, that mm -hmm. same eight years, because nah, I I hit hard when I became an anarchist. It was it was because of my background. It, it hit hard. Yeah, mine. I mean, for me, it was a, a slow descent. I mean, I, I started off as when I graduated from high school. I started off as center left. After getting out of the military, I went from center left to center right and just continued until I hit libertarian and then fell off to completely fell off the spectrum when I met Andrew and Jason. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. 
I graduated as a high school as a Democrat, even voted for Obama the first term. And then Ooh, just slowly, slowly, like, saw Rand Paul and kind of oh. just, and then met you guys and went Poof! into the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, if, if I'm being, per you know, perfectly honest, yeah, I voted for Obama the first time. Hell. And I'm going to take a big swig here before I admit this on that live. <laughs> In 2004, I actually voted for John Kerry. <coughs> like I said, I have I have no response to that, um, <laughs> because I like you, and I don't want to lose you as a friend. <laughs> It's acceptable. I, I fully acknowledge how fucked up I was. And uh, yeah. I, I admit my faults from the past. I'm not I'm not upset. I'm just I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. I from Obama to Gary Johnson. <laughs> and then I yeah. just stopped voting altogether. <laughs> I, I I went from Obama to Johnson. And then uh, I went to my local polling place in 16, took one look at the ballot, and tore it off. Tore it I, off. Did a, I did a video in 2016 of me burning my ballot. I thought I was edgy and cool. No, I, I walked into the polling place, and they gave me my ballot after checking my ID. And I walked over to the machine. I tore it up, and then I jammed the machine with it. So I was like, nope, fuck this. Oh, uh, well, Jason, I had picked up not, about not, 500. Not me, not me Jason. The other no, no, Jason. no, the other Jason. Um, I had picked up about 500 pieces of brass for you today at the range, <laughs> but now I'm just going to melt it down. <laughs> it's a shame. They were stolen by the brass goblin. Send it to me. I'll take the brass. You oh. don't shoot 45 antiquated crap pistol. All right, let's... Uh... <laughs> I like 45 ACP. Oh, well, I guess we know who the FUD among us is then. Oh, I, I'm I'm unapologetic FUD from 45 ACP. Uh, that was that was the first pistol I ever shot was a 45 ACP. Oh. Oh, you, you need to you need to get into the true Lord's caliber. The, no. The 10 millimeter. No, the first because California has a has a 10 round limit. And the people that I were hanging with when I first learned about firearms, they were uh, a bit fuddy. The, they they were they were the 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 wear woodland camo kind of people, mm. and um, yeah, they were a little bit fuddy, and that's what they that's what they shot us. No, Shaler, the Jasons are wrong. Yes, no, we are correct. <laughs> um, speaking of ten millimeter, is far superior in every way. Okay. That's that's not that's not true. It absolutely is. No. Um, the the only reason forty the only reason forty exists is because the feds were too much too big of pussies to handle ten millimeter. You know why forty exists? Because Smith and Wesson needed another another government contract. Yeah, because the feds were too big of pussies to handle ten millimeter. All right, um, Jason, you're gonna force Andrew to get off the toilet and join the show just. <laughs> so, all right um here's 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 one for you this one this one this one hurts a, a lot um just at that it's uh two decades later 
test of a 13-year-old's rape kit leads to an arrest of suspect in Spokane. I'm, re- I'm going to read that headline again. 20 years. I'm going to read that. Two decades later, the test of a 13-year-old's rape kit leads to arrest of suspect in Spokane. So the victim is now 33 years old. Hold on. It's, and now has to go through worse. it all again. It's worse. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. Uh, detectives have arrested a 53-year-old after a recently tested rape kit matched him, matched him to a 2002 rape of a girl who was 13 at the time. That means the head. Hold on. I'll read the first paragraph again. Detectives have arrested a 53-year-old after a recently tested rape kit. A recently tested rape kit. A recently tested rape kit matched him to a 2002 rape of a girl who was 13 at the time. That means the son of a bitch was 33 fucking years old at the time when he abused and traumatized a 13-year-old girl. Uh, Richard J. Johnson was arrested during a traffic stop last week on suspicion of second-degree child rape and unlawful imprisonment, according to a news release by the Spokane County Sheriff's Office. The cold I'm not case, there's a solution. But. The cold case arrest stems from a August 21, 2002, when a Spokane County Sheriff's deputy responded to a responded to 40011 at North Elk Camden Road after a girl reported she was raped. The girl was at Elk Community Park with two friends when they heard music coming from a pickup truck parked nearby. The teenagers went over to talk to the man they described as having a gray shoulder-length hair, a full beard, and mustache-wearing sunglasses, a scrubby green tank top, and light blue shorts. The man asked the ages of the girl and her friends, a boy and a girl, according to documents. The victims told him they were 13, and he responded by saying she looked much older. The trio of teenagers got into the truck to listen to the music. Not long after the man began to smoke crank, a slang term for amphetamines, typically methamphetamine. The man asked the two girls to show him her breast, and the girls flashed him. Eventually, the other teen girl left, leaving the victim and the boy inside the cab. That's when the man began to play with the victim's hair and kissing her neck before telling the boy to get out of the truck. Uh, When the teenager boy said he wanted to stay with his friend, the man yelled at the boy to get out of the truck. Uh, the man locked the girl in the cabin, raped her, despite her pleas for him to stop. Okay, I'm not going to go into more detail on that. But uh, uh, in 2020, the rape kit was analyzed by the Washington State Crime Lab as part of the sexual assault kit testing initiative that required all backlog kits to be tested by the end of the year. So again, this was this was in 2002. How is it? How is it fucking backlog for 20 goddamn years? Uh, it, it's just. <laughs> Because there's no money in enforcing <laughs> rape laws. <sighs> in twenty twenty, so this is this is now an eighteen year old rape kit. The rape kit was analyzed by Washington State Crime Lab as part of the sexual assault kit testing initiative that required backlog kits to be tested by the year. A few months later, the DNA profile from the kit matched the DNA profile of Johnson that was listed in CODIS, the National Law Enforcement DNA database. Johnson had a few criminal convictions in Spokane County, including possession of a controlled substance from 2011, which is after the rape, and criminal trespass and possession of stolen property from 2008, which is after the rape. Uh, He had no prior sex offense that required him to register as a sex offender. 
So, yeah, raped in 2002. Uh, the kit was not tested until 2020. Uh, the guy was not arrested until 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also confessed to the rape during an interview. The fact is... Just... So, we have... A 13-year-old girl that was raped in 2002. Uh, she's now 33 years old. Uh, having So 20 years of having the knowledge that her rapist was out there and free because the test went unfucking tested for, tw- for 18 goddamn years. And it wasn't until 20 years after her rape that there was anyone ever arrested for her rape and the guy confessed to it. It, 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 it fuck it. It absolutely baffles my mind that these people, that people think that these people, that law enforcement, that, that these, <sighs> I'm, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. I am. No, I have one more thing to say about this. And I don't even have to say it because I'm gonna just put it up on I'm the just saying, screen. All I'm saying is, 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 twenty years. Yep. Twenty years with this knowledge. Eighteen years before they tested the kid at all. It took tw- it took eighteen years for them to test a rape kit of a thirteen year old girl. You know, I, it's it absolutely it. I just, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, let's no. Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on. No, I, no. Move on. I agree with I agree with Josh over there because no. uh, Florida sheriff says case, homeowners. No. Florida sheriff homeowner says homeowners can save taxpayers money by shooting intruders. You don't say. Yes. Uh, Santa Rosa County, Florida sheriff Bob Johnson told reporters Thursday his constituents save taxpayers money. By shooting intruders. Uh, WHIO reports that Johnson used Thursday's press conference to announce 32-year-old Brandon J. Harris was arrested. Uh, the Charlotte Observer noted that Harris, quote, has been arrested 17 times and is now under arrest for the alleged break-in uh, in the neighborhood of Pace. Johnson explained that the time between when police were called and Harris was arrested was approximately 30 minutes. During that time, a homeowner shot Harris or shot at Harris but missed him. I love what the the sheriff says during the press conference. You want, you want to read it? Do you have it open? No. I don't have it open. I just remember the quote where he says, "We have a gun training class every Saturday, and if you come out, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You'll, <laughs> you'll probably shoot better, and you might even yeah. save the taxpayers some money." Uh, the Pensacola News Journal points out that Johnson uh, commented on the homeowner's actions, saying, "Quote: One of the homeowners, he was breaking into their house, and they shot at him. So we, so he continued to run." We finally cornered him in a house that he had broken into on Tom Sawyer, and we cornered him in a bedroom. Johnson then assured the homeowner that he or she is not in trouble and actually noted that the homeowners who shoot intruders save money for other taxpayers. Because they have a 0% quote, chance of reoffending. <laughs> quote, if someone's breaking into your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. So whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we'll, we put on every other Saturday, 
if you take that, you'll shoot a lot better, and hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. <laughs> That's a guy I can have a drink with. Yes. And actually, that, that reminds me of the time uh, when I lived in, in the same city Andrew does. Uh, I had a break-in when I was with my ex-wife, and he may have ended up slightly Swiss cheese. But he survived, unfortunately. And the cop even said it would have been better if you just shot him in the head. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I'll next remember time. that for next time, you know. Coincidentally, a new study with the National Bureau of Economic Research found that burglaries are, are more likely to occur in neighborhoods with fewer gun permits among residents. This is a daily. This is a daily I, daily caller article. I, I'm the nonpartisan shocked. study published earlier in April took data from an uh, open access database containing information on tendency handgun carry permit holders, and cross referenced their zip codes with the rate of burglaries. The researchers found a significant decrease in burglaries in zip codes with higher rates of gun permits. Shocker. <laughs> uh, I mean. No fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Zip codes with the highest concentration of permits experienced 1.7 fewer burglaries per week after the database on ownership was made available to the public. The neighborhoods with the lowest number of permits experienced an average of 1.5 more burglaries, according to the study. <laughs> it's almost like criminals don't want to get caught breaking into people's homes. Well, I mean, I mean there's, it's, there's it's a like... reason. There's a reason why Kennesaw, Georgia, has a very low B and E rate. Yes, yes. Uh, it's 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 the low hanging fruit, right? It's the reason that police arrest a, a cannabis user like every ninety seconds, right? Mm -hmm. It's because there there's there's low effort, low risk, right? You break into a home that has that you know that this area, this neighborhood, has a high firearm ownership. You run a higher risk of breaking into that neighborhood. So you go to a you go to a a, 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 a zip code that's not on that list. Yep. And you're like, oh, fewer guns here, fewer chances of being shot in the ass. As our burglar in this particular story found out, well, less of a chance, but that doesn't mean zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I just thought that was kind of funny. I had to share that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that story. Let's see. Okay, before before we get into the to the to the Ministry of Truth, we have a we have an article we have to cover uh, oh, that uh, I I did not put on the list. <laughs> this is this is from um from the. Uh, <laughs> no, it, this one doesn't get better. This one doesn't get better. <laughs> it's just, it's just all good. This one's all good. Oh, okay. This is from the. It's it's from it's from a Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian uh, website, right? But it's oh, uh, Ukrainiski Pravada, U K R A Y I S K A, uh, Prava. <laughs> Russia planned downing passenger jet. Blaming the Ukrainian secretary or uh, blaming the Ukrainian security service. The security service of Ukraine, that is the SBU, 
claims to have apprehended a Russian sabotage and reconnaissance group that was preparing to shoot down a passenger plane and blame it on the Ukrainian armed forces and the international partners supplying arms to Ukraine. Quote, the SBU has completed a multi-stage operation in the course of which it neutralized a deep-seated sabotage and reconnaissance group of the enemy. Agents of the RF Armed Forces General Staff are preparing a terrorist act. They are planning to shoot down a passenger jet over the territory of Russia or Belarus. The occupiers intended to unjustly accuse Ukraine and our partners of attacking the aircraft. To commit the provocation, the attackers wanted to fire on a civilian board from the probable aircraft missile system Stinger in order to steal and smuggle <laughs> Stingers aboard. Representatives of the aggressor country special services gave the task to their intelligence group. Does this scream <laughs> Operation Northwoods to anyone? It's it's, it's like it's like a yes. co-intel op Northwoods, which was a co-intel false flag. Right. <laughs> so this, what the fuck? <laughs> so they're they're false flagging the false flag of the false flag. It's a hard on? translation. It's a hard translation. It's it's really difficult to read. But what it comes down to is is the Ukrainian security forces said that they intercepted Russian intelligence and reconnaissance group that were planning on shooting down a Ukrainian plane over Russian or Belarusian uh, um, uh, air. Yep. So they In can the blame over the airspace and then blame it on the Ukrainians. Right? That's just like, like Op Northwoods was uh, 1962, the U.S., Joint Chiefs of Staff went to Kennedy with a plan that would to crash or to, to shoot down, quote unquote, or or crash um, a Russian or a, a, a jetliner over Cuban airspace uh, in order to justify going into Cuba. Mm -hmm. This is this is the, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And yes, Jack, uh, I wonder if our government has ever run simulations of war games about this. Some kind of operation. And then the theme emoji. Yes, yes, yes. It's the... Uh... Sounds like layers of deception, possibly <laughs> generational, using the same tactics. Yeah. It's an, it's an onion. It's a terrible, terrible onion. <laughs> it's, but it's like an onion on a string. It's like a puppet, a puppet onion. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Pinocchio made of onions. <laughs> that's that's a mental image just, I'm not going to get rid of. Nope. <laughs> it's a Pinocchio made of onions. Um, God damn it. Like, seriously, the, of course, nobody ever pays attention to history anymore. So history? anybody reading... Right. Um, but anybody who stumbles across this story that doesn't pay attention to history would go, oh my gosh, that's so terrible. Meanwhile, everybody who understand, who knows what Operation Northwoods is goes, um, we were going <laughs> to do it too. So, 
Yeah. Of course, this comes out the same day that the New York Post put out an article that the ghost of Kiev is not real. Right. <laughs> Biden's Ministry of Truth is working already. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, I, I would like to, I would like to point out that one of the people that they have tabbed to kind of lead this whole Ministry of Truth thing wrote a book that about why being online is dangerous for women. Uh, did you see the the TikTok of her singing? Yes. Where she talks about information laundering. You mean repeating fallacies over and over and over again until they're believed as truth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's, 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 it's almost like this is a common theme in, in government. I mean. Oh, my head hurts. This really makes my head hurt. I can't even, I cannot get my head that far up my ass to see things from their perspective. Well, it's no, amazing that to... they get their heads that far up their ass. That's well, right. That, that, that's, the, that's the thing with, with misinformation is you don't have your head up your own ass. You have your head up someone else's. And you're just, you're, you're, what you're saying is coming out of their mouth. So it's a circle of friendship. Then the, each one, each person in line has their head up the the next person. Yeah, it's like it's like the, ass, like the human. And then they just big circle. Like the, they keep going around. Yeah, it's like the human centipede from from South Park, right? <laughs> but this person shits out. This person regurgitates and shits out, and that person regurgitates and shits out. It just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Until you read the user agreement. Yeah, and yes, Jack, that's absolutely true. Repetition is the most basic form of mind control. Yes. Um, what is it? A lie, a lie told, lie told often enough becomes truth. Becomes truth, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Remember the picture of Ron Paul's desk? You know, truth is treason. Yeah. The truth is treason yep. now. Yep. The truth. Not, not is the truth, but the, the, the truth is a cancelable. Uh, a cancelable effect now, like tell, mm-hmm. telling the truth is a cancelable activity, not just not just cancelable cancelable by the government, but cancelable uh, among society. Right. Telling uh, the truth will get you doxxed. Yes. And get your dog and shot. swatted. Even yeah, I can doxed and swatted. Uh-huh. So um. And the, the the disinformation governance board. Tell me that's not an Orwellian title. What was that one? The disinformation governance board. Yeah, that's straight out that of doesn't scream Orwell. That's that's an that's an Orwell title. But it, this is a, a town hall article. Uh, disinformation governance board is shocking, but nothing new according to the federal government. Uh, they have played this game before. Um, as shocking as the news that the Biden administration is using resources of the federal government to monitor speech it opposes, what's really shocking is that this news is not really new at all. It's merely part of a long-term pattern of efforts by the left to use resources of government to shut down its <laughs> opponents. On Wednesday, the Department of Homeland Security revealed that it had recently created a new government's entity called the Disinformation Governance Board 
uh, operating out of the DHS. So, so misinformation is a matter of homeland security, but not the border or infrastructure uh, or firearm ownership. Um, or, Things that would actually have some or, or positive domestic, domestic food production or domestic mm-hmm. energy production or domestic raw materials production, you mm-hmm. know, such as oil and gas and yeah, right. I mean, the U.S. is a net importer of food, but people spreading lies about COVID—that's that's the that's where we have to go. You know, I saw another article speaking of spreading lies about COVID. Uh, earlier today, where in the previous 32 years of the VAERS system, the va- vaccine adverse reaction system or whatever, the reporting system, yep. um, there was something like 900,000 reports in 32 years, 900,000 reports of adverse reactions. Since the COVID jabs, there have been an, an additional 1.5 million mm-hmm. And no. all of them are attributed to the COVID jabs. Yep. Shocker. Zach <clears throat> says, you guys are starting to sound like terrorists. No, bro. No, I'm extremists. normal. I'm normal. They're the ones, we haven't the ones changed. that changed. Mm-hmm. No. They, but, they uh, keep trying to slide that Overton window, and they, we keep staying right even, where we are. It's not even an Overton window at this point. It's just an Overton gaping hole in the wall. Well, yeah. And the wall just... The Overton black hole. Gaping hole. Yeah. The Overton Kool-Aid man. Oh yeah, Overton Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Uh, Every couple of days, he takes a step to the left. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That can be a meme. The right's going take smaller steps. (laughs) 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 On Wednesday, the Department of Homeland Security revealed it had recent or recently created a new government entity, the Disinformation Governance Board, operating out of the DHS. Co-chaired by DHS Undersecretary for Policy, Rob Silvers, and DHS Principal Deputy Counsel, Jennifer Doskal, the DGB, that is the Disinformation Governance Board, uh, will serve as, quote, an effort to counter disinformation coming from Russia, as well as misleading information that human smugglers circulate to target migrants hoping to travel to the U.S.-Mexico border. Speaking of disinformation from Russia, another one I just recently saw again was uh, some vapid lefty, I can't remember what the hell her name was, trying to say, even though many of even the mainstream outlets are saying, talking about the uh, Hunter laptop as, as a thing now, <laughs> they're like, no, that's Russian, fa- Russian propaganda. <laughs> the discre- it's like, are you fucking kidding me? They say that about the Azov Battalion, too. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's pictures of them in full SS regalia at fucking funerals. It's like, God damn it, people. It hurts. Oh, it hurts. Oh. But then you can go on Amazon and buy Azov Battalion merchandise. You can you can post swastikas on Facebook as long as you're talking positively about Azov. Right. If you speak negatively about if you say anything negative about Azov, it'll get taken down. And you'll catch a ban. You catch a, a you, heartbeat. Yep. You know. <sighs> in, in truth, the DGB's focus will be even broader than that, uh, said DHS Secretary Alejandro 
uh, Maracas in March and remark to the National Association of Secretaries of State, quote, each day, all of you confronts threats to the security and integrity of our elections from foreign interference, nefarious actors and others. Russia, and Russia, Russia. And what is increasingly <laughs> becoming transparent, mis and disinformation about elections that undermine the confidence in our undermine the confidence in our democratic institutions. You motherfuckers are the reason <laughs> confidence in our institutions are eroding. If it wasn't oh, for you God. motherfuckers, we wouldn't exist. Oh. I mean, it might be because of the motherfuckers that we cease to exist, too, but... No. Comments by Nina Jankowitz, who serves as the board's executive director, raised red flags, too. Speaking of Hunter Biden's infamous laptop, she told the AP, there was no doubt that the laptop even belonged to Biden's son and concluded, quote, we should view it as Trump campaign product. So she actually said that it's true, but we should still view it as though it's not. <sighs> is that is that what I'm getting there? Jankowitz revealed her true feelings about the First Amendment in a comment related to Elon Musk's effort to acquire Twitter. In an interview with NPR, she said, quote, I shudder to think about it if free speech absolutionists were taking over more platforms. What would it look like for the marginalized communities? They would actually have a fucking voice instead of having to go through you, you fucking bat piece of shit. Uh, I'm not sure I'm not, I'm not getting one disturbed by the fact that someone can refer to supporters of the First Amendment's guarantees with such disdain is now leading an effort to monitor and police political speech. Okay. I, I want to point out here. Everybody needs to needs to remember. Now our audience understands this. Oh. That technology changes, rights don't. <laughs> Whether you're talking about free speech on the interwebs or a modern rifle versus a musket. Technology changes. The fact, the fact that she referred to first amendment absolutionists. Right. Is a huge, huge red flag. Huge. It's that flag ain't red. It's on fucking fire. Red flag with a little hammer and sickle in the corner that you can't really see, but it's there. It, it, it's embroidered next to the, the metal eyelet where you attach it to the flagpole. Yes. yes. And it's using red, <laughs> red, <fabric. laughs> red thread. It's just raised up a little bit. Mm hmm. Hammer and sickle in Braille. <laughs> just, just a slightly different shade of red. Uh, uh, and then the, the author goes on to say, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one disturbed by the fact that someone who can refer to the supporters of the First Amendment guarantees with such disdain is now leading an effort to monitor and police political speech. Beyond that, I'm also quite sure I'm not the only one disturbed at the fact that the federal government of the United States is once again undertaking to monitor and police political speech it opposes. The First Amendment guarantees each of us the right to speak freely about political matters without fear of the federal government locking us up. Uh, this is reverse neo-McCarthyism. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. <sighs> uh, 
As the leader of the Tea Party Patriots, an organization that actually targeted by the by the Internal Revenue Service, another widely widely feared federal government agency, I have some experience with the federal government abuse of taxpayer dollars to block political speech its leader opposed. If I'm being honest, I'm more afraid of the IRS than I am the ATF or uh, DHS in most cases. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Being shot doesn't scare me as much as being like depersoned. Like right. Google, like Google, scares me more than the IRS. Oh yeah, you got you got Google and Facebook and all the other social media platforms. I mean, I mean, they our, can our, just our, wipe you out. Like the the homie Magnus, like can't even he he can't get an Uber, right? He he can't order he can't order food from Grubhub. Mm-hmm. Like they like he only gets like half his mail, right? Like he's literally person. Like if we can go further and talk about Ryan Dawson, but. Yeah. That's a sore subject for a lot of Jesus. people, but like, like that dude mo- had to move. That dude moved to a different country because he was so depersoned uh, mm-hmm. in the United States. So. And it's not not even so much the government that's depersoning you; it's the so-called private companies doing the will of the government. <laughs> hey, by company, the way, bro. there's there's what the <laughs> hell is that? It's, it's there, a private train a, car, bro. Ideology, Just get on right. There's an ideology out there that everybody screams about. Where the government and the private sector work hand in hand. At, what the hell is that called? Um, oh yeah, fucking fascism. <laughs> Episode ninety-eight of the Status Quo podcast. <laughs> Where America? Why am I America? Featuring our very own Inked Anarchist. Uh, go go listen to that one. It's two years uh, old, and it's and God damn it, if it's not more accurate now than it was then. I'm still yep. convinced this is all Cloward Piven. That's that's what it's gonna yeah. come down to for me. Maybe the economic stuff is Cloud Piven, and then the rest of it is just uh, uh, never let a crisis go to waste. Right. I'm I'm still waiting for my daily wheelbarrow loads of cash. Oh, it'll all it'll be digital. Like if it gets to that point, it'll all be digital because it'll be it'll be more environmentally friendly or some bullshit to actually like do a yeah. digital dollar rather than physical dollars. Um, and then yeah. at that point in time, it, it's game over. When, when that be... happens, man, when that happens, I'm going to go join the Amish. Uh, when that when that happens, we're fucked anyway because our accounts are going to be frozen for 14 days because we posted something wrong on Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Like right. I said, I'm, I'm going to go join the style. Amish. Yeah. I'll go join the Amish. They pr- they operate primarily on the barter system. I'm just saying. Hell, I mean, la- last, year at the far- <laughs> last year at the farmer's market in my town here, I traded a uh, a box of uh, 45 Colt reloads to a guy in exchange for like 10 pounds of meat and a big old tub of tomatoes and green peppers and two jars of uh, fresh ma- or like actual maple syrup all for a box of 50 45 Colts. Just saying, if you get it, if you get into pirate Jane, which is a R R R it implements um, uh, the ZK snark protocol, which is, private from the get-go so it's not not trackable uh, i think monero i think monero mm. runs on the same on the same protocol yep monero's in the same in the same boat yeah. so saying there's ways to use that off the grid yes uh as john said create your own amish yeah yeah, yeah. john and i or, sorry jack Jack and I talked about that today. We were looking at—I was looking at a property in, in Idaho that somebody posted in one of the proper groups I'm in, and 
300 acres. <laughs> it's th 300 acres. It has three natural springs and a creek. And it's empty right now. There's an empty house on it. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is we need I, some tonics containers and when I get when I get droned, when I get droned, it'll be there. No, if shit if shit goes south, that's where I'm heading. If 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 I win the lottery before then, then you know it it'll be better. But uh, let's see. Uh, this isn't the first time Biden's DHS has used his powers to block the spread of information that counters its preferred narrative. Last September, when news organizations were flying drones over areas of the southwest border to show the size of the group of the Haitian migrants that had clustered together, the FAA banned the flight of drones over the area at the direction of the Homeland Security officials. Nor is it the first time that the presidential administration, featuring Joe Biden as a principal player, tried to use the resources of the federal government to block the spread of information it opposed. In summer of 2009, as President Obama's efforts to pass Obamacare were picking up steam, the White House launched a, quote, citizen reporting program to quell any type of opposition to Obamacare, even if it was simply a conversation or an email among private citizens. Yep. The then White House news, news director of new media, Macon Phillips, claimed, quote, there is a lot of disinformation about health insurance reform out there, particularly circulating the chain emails. Phillips says, quote, since we but can't most of it was track, right. Yeah. Since we can't track all of it uh, here at the White House, we're asking for your help. If you get an email or see something uh, on your web about health insurance reform that seems fishy, send it to flag at whitehouse.gov. Right. So it's it's the it's just it's it's the same <sighs> big brother help your government bullshit, just in a different mm -hmm. in, a, in a different package. Right, they're they're they polish in the turd. It's still a fucking turd. Yeah, and like you go back to two thousand nine with the the Obamacare thing that they're talking about there. Um, it's a huge government program, right? Like like trillions and trillions of dollars. It was a massive government program. Yeah, I fucking opposed it. Yep, I was also a prepper. Uh, I also collected firearms and ammunition. Uh, I also supported the Constitution. I also had things like the "Don't Put on Me" flag. Like I had like I had like like seven red flags like right there that would have I had like seven red flags right there that would have uh gave the government uh justification for kicking my door in. Now now I am a domestic violent extremist uh and I pass I'm a I'm a uh a violator of the, the disinformation governance board uh and now they're gonna kick in my door <laughs> now they're gonna kick in my door for opposing you know the next vaccine or the next yep. big government program. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick in my door for not having a Ukrainian flag on my my Twitter title. Well, it's like uh, I, not to point fingers at, at any particular government agency because oh, this is at fingers. the oh no, point this em. is at the state level. This is at the fucking state level. State inspectors came in to check <sighs> the vaccination status of employees at the hospital I work at, and anybody who was not vaccinated. All of their employment records were turned over to the state. Yeah, they uh they tried to push that with the kids here. They tried to say that uh um they were going to make COVID a, a mandatory vaccination uh, for kids to go to public schools. Yeah, that got shot down in the right fucking hurry. Uh, five days. It yep. lasted five days. Well, look at what's going on in Rhode Island right now, where they want to double the income taxes and charge people a fifty-dollar monthly tax mm -hmm. 
just for because either they're not vaccinated or their kids aren't vaccinated. Yeah. It's uh that's uh that that's how you get stuff like this. Yeah, the 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 shark ones that Yeah. If we say that if we say that word then we're spreading disinformation. Big igloo do 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 big igloo. <laughs> no, it's funny you mentioned the kids. Randy Wiedengarten says parental rights bills are the way that wars start. National Teachers Union boss Randy Wiedengarten recently likened encouraged parents to get involved in how their kids are being taught to fighting words saying it's the way quote wars start all right come over to my house we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll have a discussion amongst men uh it, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a woman it's a woman r-a-n-d-i i don't care <laughs> she can self-identify <laughs> Hey, you, I will you, I will self-identify as a woman and I'll slap the shit out of her. How's that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I'll even put on one of my wife's sundresses just to do it. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> don't give me the mental I've image. Seen, I've seen how hairy you are. Please don't do that. You mean like this? No, stop. 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 <laughs> Our viewers are not ready for that. I've seen it, and I'm not ready for it. Uh, Wayne Garten told radio host Rick Smith in a podcast earlier this month that conservative polls, that's P-O-L-S, uh, meaning proletarians, uh, pushing for more input in curriculum and textbooks are whipping up parents to hate teachers and public education. Wingarten accused GOP officials in states such as Florida and Texas of falsely portraying some teachers and administrators as indoctrinating kids amid spiraling school culture battles on issues including critical race theory and gender identity. Quote, this is propaganda. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start. This is the way in which hatred starts. Have you not been paying attention since the beginning of the whole COVID bullshit and how <laughs> and how many more like, families are homeschooling now because of the COVID bullshit? Uh, I think I mean, they already don't fucking trust your ass. And now you're going to throw this out there. <laughs> it's like, like what are teachers supposed to do? Right. Teach, educate, right. Teach my kid how to add, subtract, multiply and divide. Teach yes. them how, you know, maybe help teach them how to read. That would be beneficial. Um, yes. help them expand their vocabulary and teach them actual fucking history. Right, and 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 for the record, the Florida bill that they're referencing, like the the quote unquote "don't say gay" bill, it actually doesn't say gay anywhere in it. But all no. it says is is don't talk to don't talk to kindergarten to three to third graders, don't talk to them about sex or orientation or gender. Right, right. Which like, that sounds like complete you know common fucking sense to me. These are kids that are at their most vulnerable. They're they're sponges of information. Don't dilute the amount of information you can give them. Right, like like with nonsense. I mean, for for uh, since we're having this discussion, like like LGBTQIA uh, issues are are really hard for like for adults to comprehend. 
right? There's, That's there's, because there's, they pull, they convolute the whole fucking topic oh, from top to bottom. No, it's it's there's 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 a lot of of stress and worry and and anxiety uh, and depression and and all this other stuff that that goes into having those ideals, right? To to living yep. that life, yep. and you want to add that on top of I don't know learning how to run without falling over. How about learning how to read? Multi-tiered sentences. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna learn long division and gender theory. What we're, we're gonna no, we're gonna learn long division. We're going to learn today in class, we're gonna learn long division. We're going this, to learn about you're, you're, the, the, the the curse the cursive is on the board. I just want you to copy it. Uh I don't want my dick daddy. Right, that's that's the cursive sentence you have to write yep. today. Like what the fuck? By the way, in most school districts nowadays, they don't even teach cursive because they don't want kids to be able to read the historical documents. Come on. That, that, that's yeah, a sure. bad line, but yeah. <laughs> it's a bad line, but it's fucking true. It's, the it's cool funny. part is... It's funny. It is funny. But funny. Um, I will say that the, the district that my young... that Well, I can't say my youngest anymore. Still getting used to that. Uh, that my eight-year-old goes to she i mean they're actually halfway decent i'll give them give them some credit but they actually still teach cursive yes all right the union boss rejected the notion that teachers are surreptitiously leading public school kids down a predetermined ideological path quote we're not indoctrinating she said we're not grooming what we're doing is making sure we educate kids we keep them safe we keep them welcome, and we teach them how to think, not what to think. Uh, no, you teach them what to think because to you that is how that that is how to think. Oh. There, there is right think and there's wrong think as far as you fuckers are concerned. Yeah. Yes, it's and this article just goes on and on and on, and it's just it's so bad. So, and um, and I've read a number of those types of articles over the last couple of weeks, and it's just every last one of them is just horrible. Yes. Um. I I do. It is kind of fun though. To, as much as I hate, you know, I see Ron DeSantis is also a tyrant. He's just a different kind of tyrant. Um. I I do find it entertaining to watch him go on a press conference where they start trying to deride the quote unquote, don't say gay bill. And he actually comes back with, okay, here's the text of the bill. Where does it say that? Yeah. Can you, can you yeah. point, can you, can you find me a page and a line where, hell, I'll even give you a, a copy of it. That's a digital format. You can control F the son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, um, let's see. Uh, uh, union leader also took aim at Texas for allowing the prosecution or pers persecution of parents who oversaw medical treatments for transgender minor children. Quote, these right wing ideologues are just trying to create fear and anxiety and anger, exploding the fear that parents already have in order to win elections and in public education as we know it. <laughs> Sorry. Brett's comment <laughs> fucking Brett's got comment me. Says, uh... <laughs> yeah, we can't say that. We can't. Say that. We can't. Comments. But goddamn it, that's great. 
Uh, Smith, that's the, the podcast host, uh, echoed we- or Winton Garden's position, stating his opposition to, quote, this idea that we're going to allow the right wing to ban a bunch of books, attack schools, and destroy libraries. There's this wait boogeyman a, wait a that, second. that nobody is experiencing. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> They they to ban- ban this shit. They're the ones banning books. They're the ones that... What the fuck? They, they banned to kill a mockingbird because of the racial undertones. That's the entire point of the, the entire book. Point. Right. The entire point of the book is to say, look at these racial undertones. Oh my God, they're fucking wrong. Literally, that's that the, the entire point. point of the book. Oh my... It's 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 so damn. <laughs> oh, well, that's like that's like they banned Huckleberry Finn for the same shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's like I I I got out of high school almost twenty years ago. Huckleberry Finn and To Kill a Mockingbird were still required reading. Yeah, my oh. senior English class, same thing. Yep. Sophomore sophomore English class, we read. Uh, Huckleberry Finn first semester, and then we did this whole big breakdown of each chapter and everything. Mm-hmm. And then second semester, we did To Kill a Mockingbird. And we actually had open discussions in class about I read, I read about those as school, uh, and I also read 1984 in school. Yep. I read that <sighs> as part of a history class. Oh, it's just, it's so Actually, bad. I had to read that on my own, but yeah. No, uh, we when I took uh, it was a world history class, but it was like an an AP history class my senior year. It was part of the required curriculum for that class was to read 1984 and analyze it and compare it to the modern day. And somehow I didn't get the message back then. Fucking paying attention, no. So, uh, also, I'll, I'll we'll just go into this one too. There was a response. To this article, oh, uh, it is a, it is an op-ed written by Carol Markowitz, Carol with a K, uh, and she says, "Yes, Randy Wayne Garden, this is war. We parents are fighting for our kids." So, from Carol, she says, "The parents across the country are fighting against critical race theory, gender ideology, and generally inappropriate lesson plans. All why the left denies any of this is being taught at all." A few weeks ago, parents at Glendale Unified School District in California confronted their school board after they learned that a third grade teacher has shown their kid videos for Gay Pride Month that included discussions of nudity and sexual arousal. Third grade teacher showed the kids videos for Gay Pride Month that included discussions of nudity and sexual arousal. On an unrelated note, I would be giving third my, grade teacher. Yeah, on an unrelated note, I would be giving my statement to the school board if I was involved in that. From the outside of the building, standing in front of a gigantic wood chipper. I was arrested. Well, I, I would, I would just stand stand in front of a giant wood chipper like the one depicted on uh, Josh's hat there. Yes. Uh, and one, yeah, one, that parent, was... one parent had learned about the lesson and pulled their kid from the class. The teacher then reached out to her school administration to see about continuing her lesson plans for two more days, and it assured her that she could, in defiance of parental wishes. 
people like this teacher need to have just they 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 need a strict diet of lead for about ten mm-hmm. for about two seconds. Yes, Brandon. So so she drives her own car to work, right? You start your own car in the morning, do you? So you well, start your own car in the morning, do you? Awfully brave for someone that starts their own car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want to read the rest of this article because it's just going to make me more upset. But, um, yeah, I, I don't. Want, I'm I don't not want advocating for violence, but if if something were to happen where where you know <laughs> random random you know, school administrators' cars were to randomly explode. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily have hurt feelings. I'm just just saying. <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean, there's what, violent discussion. What's yes. the one? Uh, violence may not be may not be the best option, but it's an option. Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's uh, and since we're on this road and we just have a lot of time left. Like parental, yeah, exactly. parental Jack is spot on. This is who yeah. I want controlling the education of my children. Said no reasonable man ever. Yeah, like if if society has forgotten that teachers are in the service industry. Yep. Right? Like like you 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 go to McDonald's, you ask for, you know, a quarter pounder and they give you a Big Mac and they say here's your burger. Right? You're going to complain. Yep. Right? It's not it's yep. not what you asked for, it's not what you wanted, it's not what you paid for. Right? You you go to the Ford dealership and they hand you a Mercury. That's not what I wanted, it's not what I asked, not what I paid for, right? You go you go to get it, your tires it, changed it's the same and it car. Comes, well, I mean, you go to get your tires changed. It comes back with a spoiler and you know a twelve hundred dollars stereo system. It's not what I want. It's not what I asked for. It's not what I paid for. If I go to the store and I order a Dell computer and they send me a gateway that's twenty years old, yeah, it's it's that's yeah. not it's not what you paid for. It's not what you not paid, what I paid for. for. Um. So, teachers are in the service industry, right? Ed- education is is it's. Teachers, teachers can be involved in, in the discussion for education, but they're supposed to teach what they're told to teach. Yep. That is that is their, that is literally their they're job. They're not supposed to be the ones driving the ship. They're supposed to be the yeah. ones responding, doing parents, what the parents are to- telling parents, them they need to the be teaching. The people that pay the fucking wages, the people that pay yep. the taxes, that pay for the schools, that pay for the superintendents, that pay for the buildings, that pay for the air conditioning. Even, even in private schools. schools even in private schools, parents pay for that shit. And I will say, you know, I've had a number of friends that were private schooled. And I tell you what, their parents had a fuckload more say yep. in what went down at the school. Yep. You know, I mean, te- teachers, they, they have, they've forgotten their place. That's what it comes down yes. to. And, and to, to hear well, a teacher refer government to. Government as a whole has forgotten. Yes. And, and to, to hear a yeah. teacher refer to the students as my kids. Oh, that always pisses me. That's off. just that pisses me off because they're not your kids. Not your I kids. ran actually my my daughter's right. teacher McDonald's, did that one. McDonald's is not your McDonald's is not your company. Yep, right. I, I went to parent, Shut up. Yeah, I went to parent teacher conferences for my daughter last fall, and her, the her teacher responded or called them her kids. I'm like, lady, these are not your children. Mm-hmm. You yes. are here to teach them. The ABCs and the one, two, threes, and that's fucking it. Yes. You need to figure that shit out, or we're going to have a big fucking problem. Yeah. I haven't had any problems with her since. So, <laughs> you know, and I know, I know the libertarian anarchist answer is just homeschool your kids. 
All right, that's fantastic for your kids. What about I would love to homeschool my kids. What about the other 96, 98% of the population? Yep. Right? No. I don't know. It's one of those things like localism. Um, when we talk about talk about localism, local control of of um, of, of school districts, of yep. cities, of towns, like school district take, taking over a school board um, and dictating what what they can and can't teach, like that is that is probably like one of the greatest things that you can do for and and to to pass on your culture, to pass on liberty, to pass on the the ideals that you sponge. Like getting getting parents on the score, like New Hampshire. New Hampshire is doing so fucking fantastic with that right now. Like they're they're getting on the school boards. They're 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 banning CRT and and all the gender studies and and fucking cutting budgets. Right, like New Hampshire is doing it right. Uh, the district here in my little my little town uh, just created an actual advisory board mm-hmm. that is made up of every parent in the school district. That shows up and wants to speak. Yes. And every parent in the school district has a vote in the advisory board. Mm-hmm. And the school and the school board must then I mean, obviously the final decision comes down to the school board. But the advisory board from the parents is what drives the school board. Otherwise, they're out. And the advisory board can actually do a no as part of the bylaws can do a no confidence, a vote of no confidence in a, in a uh, board member to get them removed from the board and force a special selection. Brandon, uh, one of the reasons for the red up north here, uh, he talked about uh, Northern, California. Uh, Northern California, there was a big push. Um, Northern California, once you get out of the L.A. area, the Bay Area, the Sacramento area, California is very red. Yep, and even yellow in some places with, with libertarian reference. Uh, but Northern California, Shasta County, uh, the red, white, and blue print is talking. I think they're out of out of Cottonwood. Um, I think I think that's where the militia's out of. But either way, um, Shasta County, they uh, they had a big push uh, led by the local militia um, that ousted uh, like the 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 supervise the county supervisor and. And some other school board members and some other high-ranking county positions, uh, and had people from the militia or, or friendly to the militia voted into those positions. Like they they literally walked in and legally took over the county, and and went like, nice. you know, big middle fingers in the air to Gavin Newsom, right? And and like uh, the Daily Mail did articles about it. Uh, the WAPO, LA Times, a whole bunch of other places did it. And they're like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. The militia's taken over. And now Shasta County is prospering. You mean government got out of the way and they're doing really well? What no, a fucking used, shock. No, no, no. They used the local government power to empower the citizens of the, of the local area. Right. Which is, to me, is, which to me would say that that's that's the government, the, even the local government, getting the fuck out of the way, uh, and remember, then running interference against the state. You remember uh, about God? I want to say it was like September. No, it was like August or September of 2020. There was a video that surfaced of a guy um, at a at a, a county council meeting or city council meeting. Um, 
and he he basically what it came down to is, is he he ended his discussion with uh, um, uh, our tempers are wearing thin or something so, something along those lines. We we discussed it. Yep. I, right? I, yeah, I bit? remember that. Yeah, that that's Cottonwood. Okay. That, that that guy that guy is is one of the leaders of of that militia up there. Um. Oh yeah, Carlos Carlos Zapata. Thank you, thank you, Brandon. Yep. That's that's the guy's name. Um, just. Like that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Is you take off, you take over your local area, and you change the culture of your local area. Like, like federally, federally, you're you're not going to get Ron Paul in there. You're not going to get no. constitutionalists in there ever, right? I mean, the the, the mega corporations are spending you know three, four, five billion dollars a year on on yep. legal lobbying. Uh, who, who fucking knows what they're spending under the table? It, it's an oligarchy. The everything at the federal hell, I'd even say at the state level. Is straight yeah, yeah. up oligarchy. The only way you're going to make any actual changes whatsoever is at your local level, taking um, over your city councils, your school boards, your mayorships. Hell, I would go yeah. so far as to say your county boards. Uh, county sheriff. The county, county sheriff. sheriff. County sheriff is the most most um, uh, most powerful position that an elected official can have, right? Um, when it comes to like like the ATF, the ATF has like like twenty four hundred, twenty eight hundred. Um, uh, employees, yep. right? Half of them are pencil pushers and, and supervisors, right? So that leaves less than a thousand people to enforce federal yep. ATF, ATF rules, right? So it relies a lot on, on state on state and local law enforcement, yep. right? You get like the, the Idaho, the Idaho Firearms Freedom Act, the Montana Firearms Freedom Act, Wyoming has one, um, Kansas has one, I think New Hampshire is pushing one. Texas um, just recently passed that te- law. Texas too. recently has it that says that says state officials state like you you can't cooperate with the ATF, yep. right? You can go all the way to, you go to the county sheriffs and the county sheriffs can say no, none of my none of my people will help you, fuck you very much. Yep. Right. So then it relies on the ATF and the ATF isn't necessarily going to have the manpower to come in there. Yeah, I and missed the filing that. deadline uh, this year. Actually, I was going to run for our local mayor. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there, there are a total of three cops. One of them being the chief of police in my local mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. and the chief of police, I'll give him credit. He's actually a halfway decent dude. He's a lot like the uh, that sheriff we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But the other two that work for him are just fucking dicks. <laughs> and um, where, where my friends, where my friends are in Wyoming, uh, Star Valley. There's two. There's two county sheriffs, or there's, there's two county um, police for the whole for the whole valley. One yep. of them is one of them is the one of the coaches on on the Pee Wee football team, uh, and the other one is the brother of the local butcher. And they all know each other, and they don't care. All that they do is police tourists. Yep. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And you know, I I want the next time it comes around. So the, it looks like the mayoral elections here in town are every two years. Mm-hmm. I missed the filing deadline this year. I won't miss it next time. <laughs> if you if you run this podcast, is going to come up. Yes, and <laughs> I stand by everything I've ever said on this podcast. Your your picture, your campaign picture, better have that tri corner hat on. Oh, absolutely! Every single every single time I get out in the public park and stand in my soapbox, I'll be wearing this. 
<laughs> Brett says this podcast is enhancing my sick my sick bathroom experience. You're, Gotta love double dragon. You're welcome. I I I you I don't know. I don't know how to how to put that. Well, I mean, it's probably enhancing Brent or uh, Andrew's bathroom experience too, because he's probably sitting there going, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, ten millimeters superior. <laughs> All right, I just. Uh, let's get on this next one. I, I, have to, I just I have to calm down to read this headline. Looks like, looks like Dave is endorsing my uh, my wearing the tri corner for my campaign. Hell yeah! All right, okay. <sighs> Prince Charles loves gimp masks for cows that will cut methane from their burps. Okay, anything that starts with the word prince, if it's not talking about purple rain. Needs to be that's, ended with bullet to the brain. You, that's what you cue on. That's what you cue in on is, is the word prince and not gimp mask for cows. I saw he's a fucking Brit. I don't give two squirts of piss what a fucking Brit has to say. Gimp's mask for cows. That you're just you're just gonna gloss over that and not care. Not not comment on not comment on gimp's mask for cows. No, because he's a fucking Brit. Fuck him. Well, he he's a, not wearing the gimp mask. He might be. (laughs) (laughs) Prince Charles has backed a mask device for cows that would capture their burps to tackle carbon emissions. The device is worn around the animal's face and is designed to neutralize the methane they emit in real time. He met with the contraptions designer during a climate change event during which he aired concerns over the urgency which is being tackled. (laughs) Jack. Gimps mask for cows. Normal for normal for Brits. Yes. See, see, that's why that's why I went straight to fuck the Brits. Andrew's <laughs> not here to say it, so I will say it for him. Fuck the Brits. Oh, it's. <laughs> I, I don't know how well this picture is going to come up, but it's. Oh Lord. It's, it's that's it's the there there's the. the yeah, cow. I saw this fucking article. <laughs> uh dave yes i do have it that's where this hat oh. came from thank you uh i also have i am wearing your atf patch for the night and i also have the the working dead uh we'll be working on some giveaways as far as the uh other patches and stuff you sent probably gonna do most of that stuff either over on me we or twitter so yeah get get masks for cows that's the but uh, what <laughs> I, I just have one question i am part of a beef farm um what if so, i refuse to give my cows gimp masks <laughs> I, I i don't i'm not personally into bdsm for for animals i mean i can understand why the british royal family might be but Oh, it's just. I mean, if they if their choices are between their sibling or their cows, I can understand why they might go for the cows. But (laughs) camp masks for cows. Hey, Dave, (sighs) that sounds like a patch. Don't gag me, bro. (laughs) Oh, yes, camp masks for cows. That's uh. God damn it. That's that's what this world is coming to. That's that's, 
that's where that's where we are with the world right now. Gimp masks for cows. You know what? No, if we're at the point where gimp masks for cows are a legitimate consideration, let's just nuke the whole place and let it start over. <laughs> Humankind does not belong on this planet any longer. Oh, let the cockroaches have this son of a bitch and be done with it. <laughs> <sighs> It's the Gimpy's Burgers. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Brent. Oh my god. Welcome oh. to Gimp Burger, home of the Gimp Burger. Can I take your order? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me three zero emission beyond meat burgers. <laughs> it's gonna up your emissions, buddy. You can't have those. I can't. I can't read that one out loud. Figure the bridge. Well, Dave, they were first into screwing the Irish. You got. You have to read it. You have to sheep. read it. So D- Dave, the Dave were into screwing sheep. Didn't know they moved on to cattle. They started with the Irish, then they moved on to sheep. Granted, they're Irish sheep, and then they moved on to cattle. Brent says sub-certified beef. All of our cows are 100% 100%. beef. If the Brits would probably, if the Brits, if it's the Brits, it would probably be a stuffed gimp burger. God damn it. They were were gently masticated for a more tender product. We'll call uh, this effort juicy lispy. <laughs> this is why nobody takes this seriously. Uh, you know, Shaller, because Andrew wasn't on tonight, I thought about inviting you to join us just because of this article. Oh, next time. Oh, yeah. I mean. Next time. We got a lot of them. I, got, I reached out to Trashman again today. Um, I, I want to get him back on. Oh, man. Get some of the get I, some of the boys. I'd be okay with having Magnus, you know, every every month or so. Get some of the uh, the redacted boys on just to talk about things. Bovine, did you ask Daddy for permission to moo? God damn it, Brett! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Now Veal makes so much more sense. <laughs> Uh, wow, we went way off the fucking rails. <laughs> I couldn't find a stripper article for today, but I mean, this is what this about is, the one about the strike? This is <laughs> no ho strike. The Come no on. no ho no ho strike. strike. Yeah, yeah. The no, it's the no ho stripper strike. No ho being North Hollywood. But yeah, it's the, it's the no ho stripper strike because they're uh, striking for. Um, better, better, better tips and and better treatment by a particular club who I can't remember the name of the club. Um, Jason, uh, the other Jason says in the chat, "You like that young tender gimp?" <laughs> oh, wow, this goodness. went off the rails in a fucking hurry. Oh, <sighs> I just I hate myself too, Brent. I I really I I did not see this art this discussion going that way. 
With this crowd, seriously, you didn't see it going that way? No. I no. I did not. I'm a little disturbed. And, I mean, Derek is not even here. I mean, you imagine little, how much fun she'd be having with this. I'm a little disturbed. That would that would have been like a four snorter for sure. Oh, absolutely. No. So, but uh God damn it. Yeah, I don't have anything else. You guys got anything you want to bring up? Um little hit little quick history lesson. Uh that uh, quote we've used oh, we used earlier never, about we were never monetized in the first place, David. Yeah. Gotta be yeah, monetized. They, they, they don't monetize us. Rumble does monetize us. So I strongly encourage people to watch over there after the live just because we are monetized over there for the most part. Yeah. There's a few. Odyssey but, does, but it's their it's their weird library tokens. I don't know about that. Um but that quote about if a lie told often enough it becomes the truth. It's often attributed to Vladimir Lenin, but it was actually printed uh in a book called The Crown of Life by Isa Blagden. If a lie is only printed often enough, it becomes quasi-truth. And if such truth is repeated often enough, it becomes an article of belief, a dogma, and men will die for it. So there's your wisdom for the night. Okay, deal. Um, who wants to do the plugs? Do the plugs. Just read this scrolling thing at the bottom. Uh, Inked Anarchist 15 at the Beard Struggle. Find us on Odyssey at Anarchy Among Friends. I guess it is the whole thing, ain't it? Roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, or on Rumble, at Valhallarchist. I host the channel. It's the only shit we post over there. But I might add some stuff later. Buy Dirica's book. My kids love it, actually, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, patches. What's that? Poppins Patches. Poppins Patches, of course. Uh, he makes these sweet tricorns that... Uh, Josh and I are wearing. Uh, this one was part of the uh, promo swag that uh, he sent yeah. us this week. We'll be doing some giveaways. Yes, Dave, we did run about the uh, talk, talk about, about the, the Ministry of Truth. Ministry of Truth. It was it was a weird article. We didn't get to what it is. It was more of a they've done the shit before. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll we will be doing some giveaways for the Poppins patch of stuff he sent. Uh, Statue uh, of Libertarian patch. A we'll figure out how has, to do it. Yeah, we're gonna figure out how to do it. Watch social media. Find us all over on Twitter. Uh, uh, it'll yeah, come reach up. Out to, reach out to Chris on uh, on Twitter. Valhalarkist. Yep. Um, you might just get your hands on Band Fossil Fools. You know, or did you, did Statue you, of did Libertarian. You in, uh, did you see that she was in Ukraine? Nancy Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Why couldn't they have hit her then? Hit done the strikes then? Oh, Damn it! God, you're gonna get red flags uh, so hard. What's his name came out in a hoodie. The yeah, they, president. Let's get, let's get, they're already coming to my door. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, but Nancy Pelosi was in Ukraine, and she told Zelensky that uh, the United States will do whatever it takes uh, to keep fighting for you until until Ukraine is Ukraine is sovereign again or some something like that. So, it's, yeah, we will be doing some giveaways with the uh, Poppins Patches stuff. Don't forget to check out RK Spookware. And uh, for all your, your shooty boy needs. For all your uh, your homemade shooty boy needs. 
And uh, or, the or other Gap Armory, GAP. Yeah, Armory. Gap Armory. We've had him on the show. That's good time. Yeah. Um, good old boy. And then, as always, don't forget to support your local single moms. Just remember, don't go on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday night. <laughs> Stay away from the buffet. Yes, the, whatever you do, do that. not do not go to the buffet. The and buffet under the stage is not a good place to go. Jack says he wants to put a get mask on Pelosi. That is that is fucking disgusting, bro. But uh, can we ban you? him from the chat? <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.